Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is Monday morning, and I'm drinking a hot cup of Bottom Gun Coffee from my friends at BottomGunCoffee.com. I've another great show lined up for you, but before we get started, I just wanted to mention that my latest leadership book is available. It's called You Have the Watch, and it's available for sale on my website and on Amazon. And I am really excited about this new book because, well, it's not actually a book. It's a guided journal for leaders that will take you through an entire year of leadership training. There are 50 themes in the book, and each day you will reflect on a different facet of that theme. This journal is designed to be on your desk at work for you to read and reflect on for about 15 minutes each morning. Leadership skills are just like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. And this journal lets you practice those skills and helps you practice those skills. So if you're interested in this guided journal, go to youhavethewatch.com or Amazon and pick up your copy today. Now, those of you who ordered uh, the book during pre-order, most of those books have shipped. I'll be shipping the rest of the books uh, this week. So thank you for your patience in getting the book out. We had a tremendous Uh, outpouring of support for the book. I think we sold more than 250 copies in the pre-order period. So thank you for your support. We are shipping all those out this week. And uh, again, if you get the book, if you like it, and I know you will, please leave a positive review on Amazon. That helps me get the word out. So thank you. And now if you're looking for other ways to support what I do on the show, you can purchase any one of my books at johnsrenny.com. Podcast listeners can use the discount code DEEP at checkout to get additional savings. Well, that's it. Today, my guest is Wiley McGraw. Wiley is someone who understands high performance. As a former baseball pitcher, competitive bull rider, and three-tour combat veteran, he knows that to reach new levels of performance, you need to push well beyond your comfort zone. Wiley understands how to coach leaders, and he helps them get to places they've never thought possible. So if you're feeling stuck in any area of your life right now, this is your episode. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. 
Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Wiley McGraw. Wiley is a former star baseball pitcher, competitive bull rider, and three-tour combat veteran. He is the founder of Radical Performance Acceleration. For more than a decade, Wiley has been working one-on-one with the highest performing professionals, guiding them to accelerate beyond what they ever imagined possible. Wiley believes that self-mastery can be attained by pushing beyond our comfort zones to discover new levels of performance. And I'm excited to have him on the show and learn what he is doing to help business leaders become high performers. So Wiley, welcome to the show. John, thank you for having me, brother. I got to say, you're the first uh, bull rider we've ever had on the show. So that's a a first. We've had a lot of veterans on the show, but uh, we haven't had a a, a bull rider. So uh, tell us a little bit about, you've got a really interesting background from from sports in in baseball to bull riding to eventually uh, going into the Army and uh, doing three combat tours. Tell us a little bit about your your background, how you kind of went from sports to the military to now what you're doing today. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, you know, I'll do my best to keep it uh, <laughs> yeah. as surface level so that if people want to read more in depth, I, I did put it together on my website. They can go to WileyMcGraw.com for that because there's more just uh, meat to bite into. But yeah, for my background, for the sake of your question, John, uh, you know, I was a competitive baseball player. I grew up uh, in a household of athletes. My father being a semi-pro ball player, I grew up around professional baseball players themselves. So the talent that I had was cultivated. It was an exciting time for me as I got older. I played year in and year out religiously, and uh, it got to the point where it was not satisfying who I was. I was no longer playing for the love of the game. I I realized the compartmentalized nature of the sport and the pressures that were placed upon me, not only from the outside, but also that desire to try to uh, keep up with what my expectations were as a star pitcher, and um, eventually got to the point where that competitive um, sport of uh, baseball just didn't s- serve me to be where I wanted to be. So I ended up finding rodeo, believe it or not, yeah. as a very enticing, more holistic environment. I was introduced to certain rodeo cowboys some professionals, et cetera, that kind of took me under their wing and really pulled me into that seductive world of, uh, you know, riding wild beasts. And I found this newfound power ignite within me being in those environments. I found uh, myself embracing the unknowns because in that world, you know, you can get severely injured or killed but you don't go into it thinking about those things. All you care about is hyper-focus on your presence, your intuition, yeah. your your gut, your mind, et cetera, all at the same time. And I found this new version of myself coming alive, and I got really excited about that guy, that guy right there. And that drew me more into the world of finding real-world challenges and things that could really stretch my capacity as a man, as uh, someone who wanted to be the best version of myself. And after you know doing that competitive bull riding for many years, um, the military came knocking. And I decided that was where I wanted to go next. I wanted to be around other men and even women like me that really wanted to explore uh, all areas of their life and go out into the world and find challenges that really made them become uh, elite, if you will, in who they are. And I found the military being the, the very place that served that desire. And I joined you know, the United States Army, became a, an Army combat uh, infantryman with the 101st Airborne Division. Yep. And I did three tours of, of duty overseas. And I found in the middle of combat, 
my ability to be eerily calm in those chaotic moments. I found myself, because of that bull riding experience, translating into my leadership in the military and combat, uh, my superpower of being able to see blind spots and performance in the middle of those chaotic moments and being able to really mold and lead my men and myself so that every aspect of our performance always produced positive outcomes for the missions that we were on. And it eventually just bled me into this world of discovering more about myself when I got out of the military. Self-mastery, I, I chased that. I wanted to study every angle of who we are as human beings, from the neurosciences, the psychologies, holistic health, uh, you know, alternative medicine. Uh, every, every area from east to west for me was all about how do we become the most optimized versions of ourselves so that we can manage intervolatility and, and be able to lead fearlessly without any stress or, or any kind of chaos that might hold us back? And that's why my background kind of uh, gradually led me into this new world of performance itself and where I discovered my ability to do that with high achievers. And that's what I do today. So you, as I understand, you started off like like working with uh, you know PTSD people who had Did, com yes. combat veterans with P yes. PTSD and counseling, working with them, and that is that where it began, where you started working with in individuals like this, or yeah, absolutely, John. Uh, being a combat veteran myself and understanding the rigors of war and being around other people that have suffered uh, even more greatly than the stress that I dealt with when I got out of the military, uh, like I said, being in the military in a combat environment specifically. I that that superpower, if you will, of being able to see these blind spots, being able to address them head on from the from the inside out versus the outside in approach that we typically have in our society today. Um, I naturally just found myself connecting with other combat vets. Uh, I worked with SEALs, Force Recon guys, uh, buddies of mine that were Green Berets. We just stayed connected, and I gave them the environments as a veteran to actually deal with face head on the stress that they were carrying around, which is what allowed them to accelerate their healing, getting off their medication, being able to have better sleep at night, having better relationships with their wives, their children, their partners, et cetera. And I found that in that work that I built this business around creating these environments. You and I are both vets. We understand the environments matter to who we are and how we perform. It wasn't an, a system that I put together. It was providing them the atmosphere and the challenges in real time in relationship with them that truly allowed them to actually accelerate to that level of healing that they desired. And then eventually it got to the point where word of mouth, they were introducing me to their doctors, their, their chiropractors. I had friends that were connected to professional sports. And then I just became a referral-based resource that was passed along to different industries. I imagine everyone that you were working with starts from a different, you know, point, point, you know, like, like you're working with a professional athlete, they might be at a high level of their game already, right? But they're still sure. dealing with some level of um, something that's preventing them from getting to the best version of themselves, right? Where you right. might have, you know, like I said, a combat veteran dealing with something very specific, right? And, and whereas you might be dealing with a business owner that has a completely different hang. So I imagine everyone that you start working with is at a different level in their in their journey and it is it part of what you do is it's kind of spend time with them and assess where they're at and where the big challenges are uh in their you know in their level of performance or what's stopping them from getting to to where they want to be yeah it's a, i like that you you said that the spending time with them is key uh, it, it, again, it's the way in which I approach, we talked prior to even get on the show here is I, I might be old school and I like to handshake, you know, the spending time together, getting to know each other, calibrating, I call it calibrating mm -hmm. to each other to see where that person really is, because mm -hmm. most people think they know what I would say annoyances or problems they might be dealing with stresses they might be carrying around. But at the end of the day, until they're put in these environments, 
to actually face them, they're not really going to understand truly what's actually plaguing them. So everyone is at a different level. And the nature of who I am and what I've been able to build and why I focus on leaders is because of the capacity that they've already been able to create in their life. Like you said, that pro athlete has a certain level of success. But most human beings, if we consider the, you know, the neuroscience of things, the psychology of things, uh, there's a lot of the subconscious playing out here. There are a lot of past life experiences that people have not actually dealt with, addressed head on. They haven't done any real work around that dynamic nature of themselves. They have circumvented it, overridden it, swept it under the rug, all for the sake of creating that notoriety, that financial success, uh, the status, et cetera. And all of those aspects of themselves that they have not really addressed still sit there and they still actually fester until you do something about it. And that does in fact hinder their power. It hinders their potential and it does not allow them to be as optimal as they really want to be. And it's amazing how some humans can create the levels of success that they have carrying, carrying the, like that rucksack on their back (laughs) and wearing them down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. You you call yourself a performance accelerator. Why do you and you say you don't help people, you optimize right, you optimize them. So what's explain the difference? Sure. Well, I don't actually call myself a performance accelerator. And and I want I want your audience to hear that. These these labels, <laughs> this our world is so labeled right, nowadays. Right. Uh, these words that I use on my website, uh, performance accelerator are things that my high net worth and past professional clients have all called me or have had had spoken about my work. Mm -hmm. So those are things that we've taken and said, you know what, this is what people are saying about who I am in comparison to, let's say a coach and the, the, the type of work that I do with them and the results that come from this work. So that's why we utilize those terms. I don't care what I'm called because all I care about is working with specific types of leaders who really want to be the best versions of themselves, who, who really value personal challenges that stretch their capacity and get them to the top of their game so they can perform consistently. And without that stress, they can actually experience peace and freedom with everything they've got going on so that the impact that they create is exponential and very sustainable. So performance accelerator is just that. It's all about human performance acceleration. I come to the table working with these types of clients, these leaders, from that holistic approach, which is why I call it human performance acceleration. It is not compartmentalized like many of our... um, Everybody's a coach nowadays. Everywhere you go, everyone's a, a business coach, a finance coach, a life coach, a this coach, a that coach. And it's highly compartmentalized. And that's because most people don't actually do the real work holistically to address who we are as these dynamic multidimensional beings. And that's the way in which I approach the work that I do with clients. And that's why it's the performance accelerates because of the way in which I, I surround them in real relationship with them, with resources and other aspects of challenge that truly evolves who that person is from the inside out. Okay. And when you, when you say holistic, what do you mean by that? Body, mind, soul? I mean, All ang- yeah, every area of who you are. I mean, we are not, we're not just some mind in some physical body. I know we, ha- we hear that constantly is it's all about mindset, mindset. That's only one part of it. There's yeah. so many more components to who we are. We are multidimensional. We are dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So when we try to approach a human being from the perspective of just focusing on systematizing business, we are not addressing other areas of their life, the dynamics 
in their life, the things that they carry around within them from their life experiences that were really negative or not very uh, impactful in a positive manner to who they are. Most people don't even know how to get into those nuanced nooks and crannies with people, or they just don't want to go there. They think that that's not their job. I'm built for that. I, I know I knew that from a long time ago, being in the military, that I'm built to basically get into the trenches with people and battle these demons, these stresses, these new ones, and these annoyances, etc. So when I say holistic, I'm talking about holistic all around you. I have a, a vast network of 40 resources plus from different industries, uh, from the medical community to neuroscience, all the way to even design, interior design, feng shui, I mean, martial arts, you name it. And when I need my specialist to work in tandem with me with a client in real time as it's happening, that's why we're able to get such monumental and profound results with them is because I'm approaching it from all angles with them in the moment that it's happening. I'm not doing it from a very compartmentalized approach. See, yeah. And it's different. Every, every, every client is going to be different, right? Absolutely. Where that's why where their challenges are, where their problems are. Right. So that's, that's why it's almost hard to define what you do. <laughs> it, well, that's a, the thing is it's all about human performance and everyone's different, John, like you said, yeah, it's, yeah. and I can, there's no way that I could lay out a step-by-step process on what's going to happen. And one of the philosophies I live by and I work by is the fact that if you don't know what's coming, you will be the most vulnerable and we're going to get the truth that we need to get out and we're going to get the most results from that. But everybody wants to control the resources that they hire nowadays. There's a lot of yes men out there. A lot of leaders like to have yes men. They like to somewhat control the resources they hire and yeah. they like to speak to the concept of transformation and growth and leadership. Yeah. And they're failing miserably because they are not actually surrendering and allowing someone like what you and I have gone through in, let's say, boot camp. There's a framework there. We don't control what they're putting us through. We understand there's a somewhat of a, a structure that we're going to be put through, but we all have our own experiences that push us to our limits emotionally, mentally, physically, and even spiritually so that we can be transitioned, transformed from civilian into combat ready service members. It's the same aspect. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book Living with a Seal. Uh, it's it's a great book, but uh, and I can't remember the author. I've not name, actually, but I've heard of it. Yeah, but he but he hired. I mean, as it turns out, it was David Goggins. We find David out Goggins. Later, but you never you never know in the book. He just talks about the seal, and he hired David Goggins to live with him. Yeah, like three months or so and to transform his life. And, uh, and it was the, the thing you said that was really stood out was he didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. You know, and got, of course, Goggins is Goggins, right? He's like, throw on your shorts. We're going to go running. And he's like, well, it's, you know, minus two and it's snowing outside. It's three forty-five in the morning. <laughs> let's, let's go. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. so yep. I think there's, the, and, and he talks about his transformation through that process. He realized that he could do a lot more than he thought possible because mm. he, you know, he had, whether it was a mindset or, you know, just say like, well, I don't, I can't do that. I've never done that before. Like, like they would break the ice. So he talks about this, you know, where, where Goggins would have him go, go out to the lake and break the ice and go get in the, the water in the, in the right. middle of winter. And, you know, and, and just to say, look, you've done something very difficult, you know, and everything in life seems easier once you've done something really difficult. I think my experience in the military was that way. And I think yours is as well. You, when you go through these trials, these difficult things, and again, where you don't have control of, of what's happening and you come out the other side, you tend to be a little stronger. And like the next thing that comes by is like, not that hard. Like nothing has ever been as difficult as some of the things I did in the military. It's never right. been oh, as no kidding. Been that difficult. So the rest of my life has been easy, you know, compared 
compared to that, you know, those, those experiences. So I, yeah. I love that you bring that kind of idea, that mindset or this, we're going to take you through a process that where you're not going to know what's going to happen. And, uh, but you're going to learn about yourself through the process. Well, that's the thing is you're going to discover who you really are. And that, yeah. again, my work is obviously for everyone. That's why I work, you know, with maybe the three, four leaders a year. It's very intimate. Mm. It's very exclusive. I do provide a Navy SEAL like concierge experience where I put leaders in real challenges in real time. 24-7 for a specific amount of time that we've committed to in a relationship that actually transforms who they are by making them face, deal, and manage and battle through every angle of their life that has not allowed them to be optimal. And yeah. these are leaders that truly have built so much you know, wealth. They've built so many companies. They've built, done so much good stuff on the outside, but they have suffered in silence. Their relationships have been not 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 that great. And these are people yeah. that are like, I want to know who I am. I don't care about the shiny things that you can promise me. I don't need a yes man. I don't want someone to tell me they're going to help me make more money. I already know how to do that myself. Who am I? Am I willing to be pushed far beyond even what I perceive are my limits? Am I willing to actually be held in this I call them contained eruptions so that I can finally transform who I am from the inside out and experience my fullest power and my fullest potential unleashed to the surface so that anything that I put my focus on is always a positive outcome. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, so in some of your stuff I yep. was reading through, it's, you said that um, to experience our highest levels of success, we need to... Um, confront the realities that are preventing our performance from accelerating in the first place. So we, you kind of touched on this a little bit. We have to confront these. So what do you mean by that? How do you dig into the, these uh, areas and why do many leaders get stuck? What is, what, nah. are, what are some of the things that people get stuck with? What are these mental blocks, physical blocks, memory blocks? What are, what are the things they get stuck with? Oh, that's, let's dive into that quickly. Yeah. Um, I'll go with what you asked first was the, uh, the realities that prevent us from accelerating in the first place. It, again, we're all, we're all different. We just talked about that briefly for, for a moment is what realities that you are experiencing in your life that have you not actually addressed, dealt with, faced, or actually battled those, whatever they might be, whatever reality it is, it can be dysfunction in your family dynamic. It could be past experiences with business partners who have screwed you over out of tons of money and caused you to take and collapse. Whatever a life experience is that created a massive impact on you, if you don't do anything about them, if you just let them fester and you have dynamics that were built from that dysfunction, that is a reality that will prevent your power and potential from being fully optimized. So until you do something about that in real time, and I'm not talking about firewalks. I'm not talking about going to seminars. I'm talking about being put into very uncomfortable positions in real time so that you can actually do something about it. Then you will never truly know who you are without all of that, mm. I would say, baggage hanging off you. Like I call it the rucksack you're just carrying around. Why are you carrying that rucksack around? I know you've gotten used to it, but at the end of the day, that's still weighing you down. Yeah. There's a way that we can reduce the weight that you've put in there so we can make you more elite when you're out there humping those mountains and you've got to get to a mission and complete that operation. So that's one part. But the other part of it, how you do that is you need to be willing we talked about again is be willing to be put into environments that are highly uncomfortable, that are unknown to you, that you cannot control, that shock you. If it does not shock you, it will not change you. 
And until you do something about that and you stop hiring these yes men and you stop wasting your time on systematic approaches to mindset and business, et cetera, and you really look at what type of resources you're bringing in that can really push you, stretch you, and challenge you in the ways that you need them to, that matches your capacity to perform, you're really never going to understand truly what you're capable of. Goes back to the military. I really like to use that, especially talking to another military guy. Is again, that's why Navy SEALs are they way are the Green Berets, Rangers, etc. All of us when we're in combat, we understand that the training they put us through, the way they broke us properly, they made us suffer properly. They made us deal with ourselves in those moments with no sleep, no food, constantly pushing us despite our discomforts. We're able to operate flawlessly in the middle of a chaotic environment. Why? It's because we don't have control over the training. So the same thing goes to your performance when it comes to your business, your life, your relationships. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. One ping only, please. As I thought, John Rennie's new book, All in the Same Boat, is right over there. It's at allinthesameboatbook.com. Your orders are to get there now. And remember, be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. Is your boss a jerk? I understand you're in the hospital, but I'm going to need you to come in today. Do they lack any ability to actually lead people? Oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll just find somebody else that can do it, okay? John is offering a new service just for you. For only $10, he will anonymously mail a copy of his best-selling book, I Have the Watch, to your boss with a personal note. Go to IHaveTheWatch.com and enter the discount code BOSS at checkout. Yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to another podcast you're on mm-hmm. and you say one of the, you know, you say the stressful situations you put in, you you are a skydiver and you love yes. jumping out of yeah. airplanes. And one of the things you do is you, mm-hmm. you will show up, you'll take your client to a, to a jump. And, uh, and even though I they need to, yeah, if, if, even though they've never done it before and they have no idea and you just show up to an airfield and you're going up on a plane, right. And you're going to doing a tandem jump. Absolutely. And I jump out with them if I need to, if that's something I feel is necessary, they're going to do it. And, and everyone says, I want to go everyone. I heard it. Um, it's, it's kind of a funny, more, um, street term that I heard a long time ago. It says, everybody wants to do gangster stuff and, until it's time. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster stuff, right? right. Well, the same right. aspect with everyone wants to talk about doing these amazing things. But when you're put in those positions, it really showcases who you are. And one of the things that uh, I think Anne Frank was known, uh, quoted this, and I, it, The Matrix talks about it as well. And this one philosophy that I, I operate by is, you only truly know someone when you fight them. So until you put them in these uncomfortable positions and you confront them the right way and you really push their brink of who they are, you're never really going to get the best or truthful version of who that person is. Same thing with skydiving is I will put them in the door. They think I want to go skydiving until that door opens and then instantly everything hits them and they go, oh my gosh, I had no idea this is what's going to happen to me. And then it's, you don't have any choice now. We're going out of the airplane two and a half miles. So I love it. I think it's a great tool to use when I need to. Yeah. Interesting. 
I, I, it won't be me though. I won't jump out of a plane. No, is that right? Oh, no, see, John, we're gonna have we're gonna have to link up and have to break it. See, right there, we're gonna have to link up and break that. <laughs> no, yeah. so some people are claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic, obviously, being a submarine. Uh, of officer, course, but, of course. But yeah, exactly, out of a plane. Say. No thanks. Uh, so if you um, can handle a submarine, you can handle a flying through the air. I promise. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I just don't want to do it anytime soon. I get it. Um, you uh, you say that uh, um, this this is something you touched on a little bit. This idea that um, for us to thrive, mm-hmm. we've got to get the stress. Has we've got to you call it erupted. The stress must be erupted and eradicated. Yes. So you talk about stress. So how yes. how do we do this? You know, how do we see, face, and conquer our stress? That's mm. the, you say that's a key part of what you do. Absolutely. Well, we can label it anything. I think we all have our different definitions of what stress is. Okay. First and foremost, um, we believe and understand that stress is a part of life. And we have chalked up many things when it comes, especially being business owners and business leaders as uh, the cost of being human. These are normal. This is what we should expect. There's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is cope with it. And we've got industries that are built around coping with stress. And I, I come to the table understanding that we're always going to have stress of life itself. When you're operating, when you're running a business, you're running a podcast, you're whatever you're doing specifically, there's going to be normal stresses as I call them. But when I'm talking about stress, I'm talking about like, I, you know, I'm talking to this billionaire and he likes to utilize the word annoyances. For him, he doesn't want to be told he's got problems or stress. He's just, he's got annoyances. So that it's still a stress. Traumas are still stress. And when you are able to face those things that have caused that head on and actually be put in these unique positions where most coaches and consultants won't really go or don't even know they need to go, um, mm. those stresses are going to plague you. They're going to fester. They're going to cause blind spots and they're going to cause problems that create perceptions of what you think are limitations and what aren't limitations. Um, erupting stress happens when you are contained in a real dynamic, in an environment that is meant for you to become your best. When you have control over like a program or an online thing, you're not really being as contained and you can kind of go through the motions and get things done the way you need to get them done. And it might have some benefit to you. I'm not knocking things that are out there that do have some benefit to create systems and structures, et cetera. But human performance is a different beast altogether. And eruption matters. And when you have what I call contained eruptions with me, when I'm in the presence of someone, they cannot hold on to the things that they carry anymore. And then I start to do something about it where I might make them go address X, go do this over here, pick up the phone and call that. We're going to make you experience what it's like to throw up that terror, that fear, that stress, if you will. That's an eruption. And most people are having these uncontained eruptions out in the world. We have that leadership right now across the globe as we see it that are just having these uncontrolled eruptions constantly and it's negatively impacting people. It's causing this division between us constantly. Politicians are doing it specifically. And the right environments, the right containment creates this the proper eruptions for you to then actually eradicate those stresses, which is possible if you only have someone who knows how to put you in those contained environments. That can actually accelerate your capabilities because underneath those stresses, and we're using that term, John, underneath that is your potential. 
It is your alignment. It is your power. It is your capability. It's kind of like having a dirty fuel that we need to clean up. So when we can get those eruptions out, we can eradicate those stresses permanently, and then you can manage the inner volatility, the external volatility, and the normal stresses of life so that anything and everything that you do is navigational. You can navigate it. It's sustainable, and you're able to actually create exponential growth, and you always experience momentum in the right direction. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, just, you don't, obviously I don't want to reveal any names, but uh, what are some, some, just maybe some stories of some turnarounds when, 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 when leaders have faced these stresses and overcome them, maybe give us some examples of, of maybe what, what type of, what type of things they've overcome and then what kind of, uh, um, what was on the other side of getting through those tough, tough things. (laughs) And that, you know, I'm happy to share, I I think a couple, um, I would say, and they call them case studies, I guess. I, I you yeah, know, yeah, that's probably the best. It yeah. So it is so that again, that's why it's such, for me, it's such a difficult thing to really explain because our minds want to hear this case study and they go, wow, he went from this to this and this is the result. And that I understand, and I'm going to share that. I'm happy to do that. But I want to just make it clear that there's, it's so nuanced in the way in which, especially that I approach the work I do with these leaders, that it's so hard to really explain to people to grasp why I might do something to someone in the moment I do it and the yeah. reason why we're doing it and, and how, how completely different and outside the box it, it is to, to the average person. But the results are, are the things that speak for themselves. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of someone, a public figure. And I even talk about him on my website. It was a significant moment in his, his work with me where I knew his story from childhood Understood that. I understood his background, 30 plus years in the you know, personal development, info marketing world, et cetera. Uh, you know, and his friend introduced us. He was burned out at his wits end. He was about to give up. He was fried. His, him and his wife were struggling, his child, et cetera. There was this whole whirlwind tornado of chaos happening around him despite the massive amount of success that he was able to create. And in the work that we were able to do together and be in this relationship with him, in his life with him, we talked about David Groggins earlier, it's not abnormal for me to do every aspect of that is I'm involved in your life. We are, there's no coaching here. It's like, I'm going to experience where your relationships are, who you are, what's going on, how you address them, how you interact, speak, communicate. Every area of who you are is going to be exposed. And one major profound moment, getting ready for an event he was, we were hitting a massive, massive amount of resistance around his ability to truly just feel at peace with money. Finances were huge. Made $50 million online, ran multiple eight-figure businesses. You would think on the outside, why does he have, hey, how does he have problems with money? This guy's a public figure. He's done some really amazing stuff. Worked for some of the biggest people in the world. But behind the curtains, which with most leaders are the problem, is where the truth lies. And people like to see it from the outside. When you pull that curtain back, you get the real truth of who they are. It's not in alignment. So mm. what I was able to do, John, and this is this is the, the whole gist of it, just to kind of land this, this question with a good answer, is understanding the terror that he had around finances, where it came from in his childhood, what he had experienced and why he was bleeding constantly, no matter how much money he made. I knew I needed to do a something radical for him to truly erupt that terror, because that terror was going to screw him at his event. He was not going to make the money he wanted to make. I could see that. I could feel it from him. And I was able to put him in a position where we were working on a project together at his house. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get food and I'm going to come back, but I'm only going to come back after you've done this 
I'm going to put you in, the, in, a, in a position to really challenge you. And you're going to pick up your phone and you're going to call every single billionaire, public figure, friend, celebrity, you know, and you're going to ask them for financial support. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the, t- the, the way he reacted to me in that moment, I knew I hit it on the head. I said, I don't care about what you think is right or wrong in this moment. I know that by you doing this, the only way we're going to get you to face that terror around those that around your money and why you're constantly bleeding and not able to hold on to it is because you've never dealt with the experience of your childhood. You've never dealt with people screwing you over. You've never dealt with confronting and actually showing yourself to be vulnerable and needing help. You've never done any of that work. The only way this is going to happen is this challenge. And that's the kind of challenge I put him through. And he freaked out, panicked, but he still did it. And every single one of his friends was supportive. Some never answered or responded. That's fine. Some people said, I can do a little bit for you here and there. The point here is it doesn't matter about him getting that actual financial support. That wasn't the point of the exercise or the challenge. The point of that was to put him in the position to face that terror by addressing and showing people, here's how vulnerable I am. Here's who I really am. Here's where I really am. You might think that I'm successful here, but I'm not. And I need you to know that. I need your help. And when he did that, whole new version of himself when I came back, completely a different version. He looked different. His face looked, his body, his demeanor, his energy. And he went to his event two days later and he made five times the amount of money that he had ever made at any three-day event he ran. And it was just the way he approached his confidence on stage. People felt him differently. People were coming up and going, who are you? What are you doing? You're a different person. I've been following you for 20 years. I've never seen this version of you. Simply because we were battling through a demon he just was not looking at and he was unwilling to look at that no other business coach could ever put him through. It's really interesting you say that because I, 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 I'm I on another podcast with a good friend of mine, John Brubaker, and he's written... Mm. 16 books and you know on leadership yeah. and business performance yeah. but um one of the things he talks about and i agree with him is that we we as leaders have our, our person on stage right when we're on stage in front of the world that we we act a certain way but no one gets to see what's happening backstage and backstage right. a lot of cases is a mess right yeah so right. we go on stage we got the smile and we're confident and everything is great but backstage is could be complete chaos right um, right and, and I think what you're saying is you go backstage and you help them deal with some of the mess they have, like when they're not on the stage. That's, and when they get on the stage, they're actually better when they fix what's 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 in the back that's a mess. Right. Well, that's the thing is that's what optimization is all about. And I, you know, I, I shared with you and you said it earlier, I, I don't help helping versus yeah. optimizing. I wrote that paper I sent you uh, that's downloadable on, on my website, but... It's all about understanding the differences between those that are in the helping field that support and provide help that move people along and that of the optimization world where it's a completely different beast. I come to the table from working the person from the inside out and from all areas and all angles. There is no stone left unturned in my work. It doesn't matter. Nothing's off limits. I will go after your relationships. I will go after the way in which you communicate. I will see those blind spots and I will make you deal with them in that moment. There is no, we'll get to it later. We'll figure out a a different approach or a system or strategy. I'm going to basically kick your ass in the right way, in the right right moment that you need it. Because in that moment is where the real stress is coming to the surface. And we have most coaches and consultants and advisors that are doing good work, but they don't know that... Maybe someone's relationship with X over here is actually what's affecting them from making money over here. We try to approach it from the outside, from a compartmentalized way of thinking where 
I, I'm working with a gentleman who lives in Costa Rica and he's well diverse in the music industry. He's a songwriter, producer, et cetera. And they're doing some amazing stuff with A-list celebrities. And he never could understand why, despite all of his success, that he kept having constant financial worry and trouble. And he kept experiencing no sustainable momentum, despite how good he is at what he does. And he had hired three different business coaches to try to figure this out. And not a single one of them could produce the, the sustainable results he wanted. Going back to the, another case study, if you will, it's really the fact that he had no idea that the dynamics with the women in his life and how the hierarchy of things were and how they were viewing him and the way he was showing up as this man in their lives, that intertwined nature of those dynamics was plaguing his ability to be a provider and be a man that was actually sustainable in the way he was working. Until we had him address that, he was able to do anything. Once he did, completely different person. Success and opportunities are showing up on his doorstep left and right. He hasn't, he doesn't have to do anything. So it's really an, a holistic approach. When you pull that curtain back, it's like, you know what? If you're going to be a leader and you're going to go out into the world and you're going to try to tell people how to have a great life, you're going to command people at companies, Fortune 500 companies, industry titans, et cetera, and your life is in turmoil, you're not being a real leader. That is not a real leader. A real leader has all of this ducks in a row and is willing to do whatever it takes to stay optimized so they can go out and actually create impact and move people without ever saying a word. It's all about who you are in presence. And we don't have that today. We have so many people in public, the public life just BS in everyone. Everybody's trying to emulate them and nobody's realizing who is that person at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, this is really good. I, I, I talk a lot about leading yourself first and a big mm-hmm. part of leadership is putting your own mask on first that you can help others. And, and I think that's big part. <clears throat> if you're not taking care of yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, then you can't, you can't lead your business. You can't lead your company. You can't lead your family. So these are really important aspects. And, yeah. and I think you're right. A lot of people haven't dealt with some of these issues. They, well, there's some leaders that don't want it. And that, that's yeah, okay. There yeah. are some people out there that like their egos are too big and they like yeah. the money they made. They like the notoriety they created. And they're the people that won't do this type of work. Yeah. But there are other leaders out there that are swimming in the, in the sea of that chaos going, I need a resource. I need something yeah, yeah. that's going to stretch who I am and make me a better version of me. I don't care about the shiny objects, the, the fancy cars, the private jets. Those things are easy to attain because I have the capacity and the ability to do that. Where yeah. are the leaders that really want to know who they are from a place of peace and optimization, not the stress that they've dealt with and are endured their entire life. And that's why we approach the table from this perspective. I love it. This is really good. Well, uh, Wiley, this has been great. How can people find out more about your company and you and, uh, and everything, all your resources? Yeah, WileyMcGraw.com. I, 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 my website is basically my full core philosophies and insights, uh, perspectives that really challenge the way people think about performance and leadership. And they can just go there. And like I said, if there are leaders out there that want to even explore more of what you and I talked about, I always am open for conversation. I know this is the weirdest thing in the world now today. Everybody's being thrown through a funnel. Everybody's being put through some sales process. That's not how I roll. If you want to pick up a phone and have a call, let, let we can have a conversation. There's nothing that I'm expecting to come from it other than I'm just here to support people to truly transform who they are. That's why it's all about optimizing leadership because leadership is the key to the success of a society, an industry, a, a corporation, a military unit, et cetera. And if leaders are not literally living their best lives, they're going to limit the potential of others that follow them. 
Well, you just heard it. That's a great uh, summary. And I agree 100% with that philosophy. So uh, we're going to put a link in the show notes for everybody so you can check that out. And I do encourage you to take a look at his resources. And I've been through it. It's great. There's some great videos on there as well. And uh, great articles, blogs. There's a bunch of good resources. Plus, you can pick up the phone and and, and call Wiley yeah. as well because he wants to help. So, no, he doesn't want to help. He wants to <laughs> It's all right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a good conversation is good conversation, despite where it goes. And I and that's I, I care more about the work itself and if i if i can keep pulling people out of the matrix if you will from the the, the, the weird compartmentalized way we're in which we're, we're approaching our leadership and our ability to do good things in the world then i'm more than happy to do that with those that want to have it uh, that sounds good well wiley i appreciate you coming on the show and sharing john thank you for having knowledge. me brother this is really good yeah. thank you it's been great yeah you're welcome thank you thank you Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.